Okay, this is my podcast for the second week of September. And we're gonna be going we're gonna be talking about Isaiah today, the book of the prophet Isaiah. And um it's gonna be a little longer than my normal podcast. Please listen to the very end. Even if you have to look at it, listen to it in sections because it's really good. The Lord just put this on my heart today. So here we go. Isaiah chapter one. Now we're gonna jump around a little bit. There's a couple places I want to share just for this particular Bible study. So verse uh, chapter 1, verse 1 says... The... So Isaiah ch- chapter 1, verse 1. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amoz, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. So he's basically just starting off by saying, hey, this is something I personally visions I personally received um, concerning these these kings um, in this area which was Judah and Jerusalem and so this is a span of time that happens people because he he had to deal with so many different kings and so that was the names of the different kings um, starting with Uzziah Jotham Ahaz and Hezekiah so um so this is very interesting how he introduces himself basically and then he talks about the location and then the people that he was dealing with while he was giving these prophecies and uh, and basically what happened to him so um for those who love to read the, the book of the famous prophets usually all of them pretty much start similar with introducing who they are and that they direct they directly received these revelations from the Lord in some in some way, whether it was a vision or the Lord speaking uh, to them, so that they could take His words to the people. So here we go. Let's look at verse ten. Uh, let's concentrate on verse ten. Hear the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifice unto me? Saith the Lord. I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and of fat, fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks, or of lambs, or of the goats. When ye come to appear before me, who have required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain obl- oblations, and incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbath, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is a it is iniquity even the solemn meeting, your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hateth. They are trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when he spread forth your hands, I'm sorry. When you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. When you make your many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes cease to do evil learn to do well seek judgment relieve the oppressed judge the fatherless plead for the widow uh, the verse 18 come now and let us reason together saith the lord though your sins be scarlet they shall be as white as snow they though they be red like crimson they shall be as wool so this we're going to look at chapter 33 
and uh, we're going to start in verse 1. And I'm going to come back to what I was just talking about in uh, the beginning of Isaiah here. So here we go. Woe to you that spoiled and that you were not spoiled and dealest treacherously and they dealt not treacherously with you. When you shall cease to spoil, thou shalt be spoiled. And when you shall make an end to deal treacherously, they shall deal treacherously with you. O Lord, be gracious unto us. We have waited for you. Be thou their arm every morning. Our salvation also in the time of trouble. At the noise of the tumults, the people fled. At the lifting of thyself, the nations were scattered. Okay, verse 5. The Lord is exalted for the dwelling on on high. He have filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. Verse 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of their times. And strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord, is his treasure. So, um, there's just so much to dig into with that. But if you if you pay attention at the beginning, it talked about um, those who deal a certain way with others, it will return unto them. Um, I want to repeat that one more time. It says, "Woe to you that spoilest, and you who was who were not spoiled, and dealest treacherously, and they dealt not tre- not tre- not treacherously with you, and th- and those who shall cease to spoil, that thou shalt be spoiled." And when you um, shall make an end to deal treacherously, you shall be dealt treacherously with. So it's um, it's basically a warning and a promise that people's deeds are going to catch up with them. And um, then it starts saying, the Lord is gracious unto us. We have waited for you, but you, but, but there are, I'm sorry. Um, every morning our salvation also in the time of trouble at the noise of the tumult the people fled at the lifting up of thyself the nations were scattered and your spoil shall be gathered like the gathering of the caterpillar as the running to and fro of locusts shall he run upon them so it's basically saying like when the Lord comes to deal with this situation people are going to be running away trying to look for a cocoon to hide in they're going to be trying to you know they're going to be trying to scatter themselves because the judgment is coming for the way they were acting and then i wanted to jump over to chapter 34 and i have i have this highlighted in my bible here chapter 34 verse 8 for it is the day of the lord vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of zion and so I know that that's in a whole nother, you know, that's in the following chapter, but it all kind of, it all, it all comes together because, um, there is a special day that the Lord has set aside that he is going to deal with, uh, the people that were, were, you know, just evil on this earth intentionally and continuously against the chosen people. And there's been chosen people through every generation, through every you know, century or whatever you want to call it, dispensation of time, there's always been the evil and there's always been the chosen. And so in this particular situation, they're referred to as Zion, the controversy of Zion. 
and then also in the first in this chapter that I just read in 33 Zion was mentioned in verse 5 when it says the Lord is is exalted for he dwelleth on high he hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness and so I was asked I asked some somebody that I really hold dear and like as a Bible scholar is Zion an actual place or is it a people and this Bible scholar basically said it depends on the reference in the in the Bible uh, because it's actually both. Zion is actually a people and Zion is actually a, a, a place. It's a holy city in the new world. So there is a, a people like just like even now on our and on earth as far night as earth is, we have cities that are called things. It might be called, you know, the city of brotherly love or something like that, Philadelphia. But it's known as Philadelphia. It's a real place. And it's also, um, you know, like symbolic, I guess I can put it, um, of a place that's supposed to be, you know, loving and brotherly love. So Zion is no, is no different. It's an actual people. And it's actually um, a place that the Lord has carved out for his his people in in the new in the next in the next life so um well then that's why some people have taken on this term and called themselves zionists they are basically calling themselves the chosen god's chosen people and um, they are so far off the mark it's not even funny and the fact that they would call themselves zionists they have the name that is the true name of, the, of some people that really are chosen by the most high but these people's doctrine and their mindset is just wacky um <laughs> so yes there is a true people of zion but they ain't on this earth i mean they're, they're, they're not walking around in that cult called zionist that's not the that's not the people of zion that the bible is talking about so anyway um i digress but um when it talks about these in the in this context of Zion, uh, the first time it was mentioned in verse five, this is actually a place. The Lord is exalted, for the dwelleth, for He dwelleth on high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. So that is an actual location in this context. And then in the context of chapter thirty-four, in verse eight, um. Let me go ahead and kind of lead up to it instead of just jumping to verse 8. It says in verse 7, um, And the unicorn shall come down with them, and the bullocks with the bulls, and their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made fat with fatness. For it is the day of the Lord, vengeance, Lord's vengeance, and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. And so leading up to that verse um, I haven't read that particular chapter in a while, but it sounds like from uh, what I, you know, from from seven, taken in context, it's it's giving details of how the Lord is going to, how He's going to systematically uh, do away with evil and with the works of darkness, and how He's going to basically change the world into light. Uh, the darkness is now being done away with and all iniquity and now the world is being transformed into uh, what it was always meant to be for the people that really love the Lord and want to wish to be in communion with him and so he's basically saying that you know 
this has been an ongoing battle against the wicked and the evil, you know, over evil and good for a long time. And so now that that battle has now come to a full end. And uh, he's repaying the wicked for the way the deeds that they have done against the holy people. And so um, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's really deep. This, this study, I'm going to have to continue it. But like I said, I don't want to make this this too long. But um, how does this all tie together? Well, Isaiah was he, he, he was such a dynamic character um, because he had a hard message, but he had a he had a hopeful message, too. Where some of the prophets, you know, their message was just total judgment, like Jeremiah, he's just constant judgment, constant, um, basically telling the people that, you know, it was a warning and then it was judgment because he knew that people were not going to listen to his warnings. So he ha- he basically had the job of doing the warnings and then also saying what, what was going to befall the people and telling the future what they were going to ultimately experience because of their disobedience and because of their you know unwillingness to listen to the warnings and repent and then in in Isaiah he he has a lot of um end time you know a lot of people point to that Daniel the book of Daniel about the end time but there's a little that also hidden in a lot of the all these books of prophecy because this uh verse 8 is actually talking about definitely in time events and um and and what is referred to as the day of the lord and so i i just think it's um really a interesting story study to do a study over the day of the lord uh i want to do a study over that it would take a lot of time to do that study but it's definitely worth it um but i will hope this encourages you to take serious your repentance with the lord um take serious you know, we all are walking every day in something. We're either walking in righteousness or we're walking away from it. You know, we're walking in it and we're in the love of Christ and the fruits of the Spirit. We're, we're walking in it and, and, and we're letting the Lord get the glory through our lives. Or we're doing what these people did in Isaiah chapter 1 when they were holding up. You know, they were just going through the motions, basically. They were just outwardly putting on a show that they wanted to be in right standing with the most high and um none of it was none of it was heartfelt none of it was changing anything about how they did their daily walks and that's why the lord said you know it it, it didn't make him agree it, it made him more um disappointed and upset than anything because it was false and it was just so false and god doesn't like us to come to him um, and be playing around and I think like that's what so many um, people have forgot is that the Lord is not some, someone we should be playing with and it's not about oh I, I went to church because my mom baby to come and you know this will get me in good with my mom this will get me in good with this person I'm trying to date or whatever or, or this will get me out of the doghouse with my mouth with my spouse they like me to sit in church with them and stuff I mean so many people are just thinking that they can appease other people by their outward appearance of righteousness or outward appearance of I'm I'm here you know I'm here I'm I'm raising my hands up I'm giving up some prayers I'm you know 
I'm, I'm making these long speeches at the other people's funerals and uh, talking about how, how much I love the Lord, how much the Lord has done this and done that. But make sure that we don't fall in the category of this, of what Isaiah was accusing the uh, the people, the nation, these nations of doing Judah and Jerusalem. He was accusing them of false worship, and um, and it was abomination. Is like on verse thirteen, it says, "Bring no more vain oblate." oblations incense is an abomination unto me the new moons and sabbaths the calling of assemblies i can i cannot away with it is iniquity even the solemn meeting so there's a lot of people that will say well we're worshiping on the sabbath so lord is pleased because we we got together on the sabbath and then there's people saying we got together on sunday so the lord is pleased because we gathered on the right day and he's basically saying okay you guys you guys are paying attention to all these these things all these conditions that you put on yourselves but he even used the word sabbath he's like it, it it's not going to mean anything if everybody that's getting together is just doing this and going through the motions so the lord they like to say that certain sins are abomination you know these these um gatherings that's what he's called that's what the lord is referring them to he it doesn't matter when it's happening what is the nature of the people that are gathering? What is the 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 real focus when they do gather? Is it really about, you know, going through the motions with the doctrines that they have come up with and the rules that they've come up with? Don't get me started on the ritualistic stuff. Or is it really about the most high and, and showing love and adoration for him? You know, and is everybody in one accord on that? Or is it about, you know, all these other things? And so... um I, I just think it's so crazy how, you know, time has passed from the time that these, these words are written, but the nature of people is still the same. You know, it's so much the same as, it's, it's crazy. So it, that really spoke to me. I don't know if it spoke to you, but when I was reading through that, it just really spoke to me. And, um, and I was like, I don't want my prayers to be hindered. I don't, and, and um, there's another place in the Bible where it talks about if a man is, um, not in good fellowship with his wife and if he's and even a person that's not in fellowship with uh another believer they know that they are not in good um standing with another person that they need to leave their offering leave you know before they come and try to get um anything from the lord he said that they're supposed to go try to make it right with that person that they're in uh disagreement with and a lot of people like to say oh leave the offering though and then go do it I'm like <laughs> what God is so concerned about is our relationships with each other because they ref they reflect a lot of a lot of what our relationship with Him looks like. So He's He wants us to not be going through the motions, you know, and um, that our prayers may be not hindered. Uh, and so I just wanted to stop on that because there's some noise in the background, and I hope this was a blessing to you. Hope that you find time to read through that on your own and see what else the Holy Spirit enlightens you with because it's a really deep passage of scripture the whole book of Isaiah is and it's worth it's worth a read um a real hard look and in, in and in the time that it takes to really dive deep into it um and also to just examine our own lives examine you know how how are we going about our our worship how are we going about our our dealings with people are we dealing with people treacherously 
Because you can deal treacherously with people by the way you talk about them. You know, like, dealing treacherously doesn't mean always that you're stealing from somebody and you're, you know, you're just a heathen and, all, and you know, all the way around. Treacherously could be that you just, you're not kind. You know, you're not kind with your words to your loved ones. You're not, you know, trying to heal them when they're down. You're You're adding fuel to the fire that's already there. So, Lord's like, be careful with that because judgment's coming and those that are doing doing that type of thing it's coming it's coming back around and people say oh you reap what you sow well that's another another uh scripture you can refer to as you know people will, will definitely reap what they sow not what they wanted to get but what they've actually sown whatever they planted that's what they're going to get back not not just what they the harvest that they're looking for but it's going to be the harvest that they that they actually put in the ground. So with that being said, I'm going to sign off and be a better human.